Welcome to Just Saying. I'm Joe McCormick, your host. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you're new to the podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe and share this with your colleagues. Please give me a positive rating on iTunes. I always love positive ratings. It helps spread the word. We're building a movement of brief and very motivated communicators. Thanks for joining in. As many of you know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm also the managing director and founder of the Brief Lab, where we help organizations and leaders and leadership teams master the art and science of concise communication, how to get to the point. The point of this podcast series is pretty straightforward, is to help you make your point when things matter when there's things in the line, whether it's an email or an important presentation or, or a tough conversation, getting your point across is crucial. It's really, really important. And we help leaders and teams not only become more efficient, become more effective in how they communicate. So in today's show, we're going to tackle an issue that may surprise people. When you think about brevity, and many of the comments that I've heard in leading courses with executive teams around the country and with military leaders, the immediate tendency, and it makes sense, is that people start to think about people who are long-winded, that just can't stop talking, or they over-communicate or over-explain, or it's confusing when they, when they communicate, or their emails are unstructured, or their presentations have no point, or it's things of, of that nature. They're, they're, they're just not... They need to corral it in. They need to rein in all of the the wordiness. And that certainly is a big part of what we're trying to help is people to become more efficient when they communicate. Yet there is a whole section of the population that really don't have the problem of being long-winded at all. Um, so the point of the podcast today is, is getting some people to talk more. And you know who I'm talking about. Those people that work with you, maybe you're one of these people where your tendency is actually to say less. It's actually, in some cases, to be too brief. What do I mean? Well, if you think about it, um, you know, you hear sayings like, he's, he's a man of few words, or she's a quiet professional, or, you know, they, they don't really speak up, they're, they're, you know, they keep to themselves. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my dad would talk to me about my grandfather. I never met him. Um, he was an Irish immigrant, and he just didn't talk very much. He really was a man of few words. And he told my dad, his advice to my father was, um, if you want people to think well of you, don't say anything. And that was his perspective on life is, you know, when you open your mouth, oftentimes that's when people start thinking, badly of you. So certainly there is a big portion of the population, professionals, that, that don't have the problem of talking too much. They have the problem of talking too little. And this is important because um, we need to know what you're thinking. You've got a lot of things to bring to the table and, you know, you, you, you know we come into work and, you know, you've got extroverts and introverts and, you know, to a great extent, type A's and extroverts rule the world. They certainly rule conversations, yet introverts have a lot to bring to the table. Um, and they're like this for 
I mean, they may not be technically introverts, but they might be just people that just talk less. Um, they may be introverted. They may be disinterested. They may be thinking. They may not feel comfortable talking. Um, they m might prefer others to talk before them. They might be respectful. Um, they might value listening. That's how they learn and process. There's a lot of reasons why people are like this. But the net effect is they don't talk very much. I remember being in a meeting. Uh, in, my, in my career, one of the things that I've spent a lot of time doing is working with leadership teams at these critical moments where we would convene you know, half a dozen, dozen people in a room and we would do this exercise called the narrative mapping exercise where I would facilitate the conversation and we'd have all these key stakeholders or leaders in a room. There's a big whiteboard and we're talking about a topic. And I'll never forget, we were working with a bank in Chicago, and the, there was a whole group of people. It was like the head of finance and marketing and regulatory compliance and this person and sale. I mean, it was a whole, it was a host of characters. All, you know, it was kind of the who's who of the company at the time. And the chief economist was in the room. And, you know, as I'm facilitating this conversation, it's really important for me to listen intently on everything that people are saying to, so I can organ, help, help them organize and, and create a narrative that they all have created together and that helps clarify and, and organize their thoughts into a cohesive storyline. That's the point of the exercise. It usually lasts about three or four hours. These conversations are typically, you know, sometimes they're really clear, sometimes they're confusing, people are talking, I'm asking questions. I feel like a little bit like a journalist just asking a lot of questions. And we're drawing what, this visual outline on the, on the whiteboard. If you've ever been through one of these things, you know what I'm talking about. It's a, fun, it's a fun exercise and it's really powerful. It can be very clarifying. But this economist is sitting off to the side here and he's not saying anything. And I, and I, I make it a point to, to, to make sure that everybody speaks and, and when they speak that they're heard. And he just wasn't talking. And, and, I, and I knew who he was and his role. And he's a really smart guy. And, and then one point in the conversation he indicated that he, that he wanted to add something. He had been listening, but he needed to add something. And I made sure that his voice was heard. And he spoke up, and his comment, he spoke for a few minutes, really solidified and actually changed the direction of the conversation and made it significantly better. Had he not spoken up, that conversation would have gone a different direction. I'm not saying it would have been a bad direction, but his comment, his insight, his you know, his voice being heard at that moment really changed the course and the, the direction of that conversation for the better. And that's what I'm talking about. How, how do we get some people to talk more? And it's hard to do this, you know, because the tendency is for them to say less. That's what they've been comfortable doing. So ironically, I'm looking at this as sort of like, how do we get, um, you know, get them to speak up more? So so here's a few thoughts, just to, it's by no means an exhaustive list, but just a few thoughts about ways to do this, what, to get them to talk more. I think one thing that I've seen in my experience is if you work with them is to spend time with them one-on-one -on -one and listen to them. And listen to them more. Get them talking, but just, just to you. Um, it may be that there's a trust issue. They don't necessarily trust the people that they work with. Um, there's a fear or concern. Um, 
So by isolating them one-on-one and just having conversations where they feel they can trust you, I think that's a really important part where you can just listen to them and, and hear what they have to say and what their opinions are. And you can talk to them about really anything, you know, inside or outside of work, but get their perspective on things in a, in a smaller setting of like a one-on-one person in a personal setting. I find that that is a way to get people, they may not be comfortable talking in front of larger groups of people and meetings or, you know, in conferences where there's lots of voices. And they they're not don't feel comfortable exerting their voice, but they might feel more comfortable if if, if you're if they're talking one on one. So that's that's one idea. Um, another one, maybe a little bit direct, and I think that I've I've always said this to people that I've worked with that have this tendency is ask. I always ask them to speak up, and when they do, you know, really listen to them. We had a rule when I worked at a company once where when we would present to clients is that everybody in the in the meeting needed to speak. They always had to have a speak. Every, nobody could come to a meeting and not say anything. And that doesn't mean they have to speak as much as everybody else, but they do have to talk. So I think one important thing is to ask them to speak up. Tell them you need to be heard. You your voice is important. You need to communicate more, you know, with the boss via email, email to create more visibility. You might need to you go outside of your comfort zone a little bit at a meeting to to say what's on your mind. You might need to take some more time to prepare things that you need to say so that you fall, you get out of this more comfortable tendency of just listening all the time and saying almost nothing. And asking them and setting that as an expectation for many people um, can be really effective. And I think one way of doing that is is to tell them that your voice needs to be heard and Oftentimes, in the absence of you communicating, people think that you're disconnected or disinterested or not adding any value, which could be the farthest thing from the truth, but perception oftentimes is, can be reality. So ask them to speak up. There'd be another thing. And then I think maybe the third thing would be, you know, looking at, looking at inviting them really to elaborate a little bit more. What do I mean? So when a person says something like, you know, okay, the project I'm working on, how's it going? They're like, oh, it's going good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Go push them a little, little more. Like, go a little deeper. What do you mean? Um, tell me more. You know, ask open-ended questions. Well, why do you say that? Or what are you seeing? Almost like open-ended questions. Get them to talk a little bit more. Go, go deeper. Dig a little, uh, dig a little bit deeper. Don't let the, the one or two word answers suffice. Um, you can get comfortable, I think. People can get complicit with people that talk less where they just let them say one or two word answers and that's it. And don't let them off the hook that easy. I think you should tell them, hey, you know, I want you to speak up a little bit more. And, but this particular case, I need to hear more from you. So um, I see this oftentimes in our courses where people give presentations and there's a, you know, it's got to be like a one to three minute, you know, I'm sorry, like a two to three minute briefing on a topic and people just go in a minute and, and I, I call them out on it. I say, listen, no, 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 you, you, you've got our attention. You, you know, use it. You need to speak for two minutes. So speak for two minutes. So invite them, go deeper. Um, so some people at the end of the day, some people can be too brief and it hurts them and it hurts everyone unless they talk up more. So something to think about if you have people that you work with, if you're one of these people that you don't need to be an extrovert. 
you don't, I mean, but you need to be connected. You need to be more, you need to exert yourself a bit more. And talking up is is that way forward. It's that way to, to improve in that area. So wrapping up today's podcast, I wanted to thank you again for joining me and for listening to these. If, you've, if you're new to the podcast, we have a number of over a dozen titles now of, of different topics that you would, that will help you become a more effective and efficient communicator. So I, I encourage you to listen to them and to share them. If you're looking for more information about our courses and our curriculum at thebrieflab.com, um, I would encourage you to download a team discussion guide. If you go on our website, we have this uh, team test where you can evaluate you know, how effective or ineffective your team is communicating. And you can get a score and you can kind of gauge that. And then there's also a discussion guide that you can download. And, and it, it's a nice way for in small groups, you can lead this yourself. Um, it takes you through a series of topics where you can really pinpoint areas to improve within your organization. I highly encourage you to do that. Also, you can download free tools, um, brief maps and mind maps, and we've got a, we've got a blog. All, all, all those tools exist for you to make you better. Just saying.